Welcome to the Mother Forkin' Podcast. Mother Podcast. Where we feed you some real shit on parenting. Hey, 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 Mother Forker. We are back with another episode. Yes, another episode. What's up, guys? It's <laughs> Celeste. And Megan. Megan, uh, today we're excited to talk about something that is a very, little bit more serious. Oh, I was going to say very near and dear to our hearts. <laughs> very near and dear to our vages. I mean, yeah, that too. And <laughs> yeah, God. So what is it? What are we talking about? So we're talking about what exactly happens to us, our emotions and everything after the baby. So, aka postpartum. Oh man, I don't which is that something word. that I know, right? <laughs> it's something that not a lot of people really discuss because I know I was like in the dark about anything having to do with postpartum. For mm-hmm. sure, I feel like many of us have super, super different experiences. Obviously, but more so different with pregnancy. Some of us love it. Some of us enjoy it. Some of us. Honestly, just exactly just hate it are always sick constantly I didn't you know, like just, it exactly you know <laughs> you feel tired and everything but when it comes to postpartum I feel like we like you said we don't talk about it that much but so many of us experience a lot of the same things mm-hmm. a lot like when we were know, swapping stories I was like yep yep totally agreeing exactly versus you know like the pregnancy which again everyone hypes up and it's a beautiful thing you know you're glowing your skin exactly which, hey, yes your skin your nail your nails your hair like all that stuff looks fucking fantastic but yeah then it's postpartum uh, dun 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 yeah <laughs> so, so we're, tell me yeah. what i want to know your thoughts about it what else yeah so i mean i'm excited we're talking about this because just like you i i thought of the word i uh, negatively so I just mm-hmm. associated with um first of all I didn't know the difference between the actual word postpartum and then postpartum blues slash depression you just thought it was all just exactly I just thought it was one big umbrella which yeah yeah I was just like what wait what's postpartum so postpartum is the time after you know having the kid having the kid exactly yeah. and then a part of it for some women which is very common is postpartum depression postpartum mm-hmm. anxiety postpartum blues and so mm-hmm. we'll dip into that but for me um just it it's so much to talk about so I'll start off with um just like right off the bat when I had the baby I got home and honestly I did not take myself to be the person to uh you know to feel those feelings of like overwhelm and anxiety and just I didn't think that I was gonna be I guess you could say depressed or anything like that because I'm like I can control this but there's so much happening so whole different ball game yeah exactly like you cannot control your feelings so it's just pretty pretty hard to grasp for me because I like being in control of (laughs) you know my my moods so um I came home and first of all uh my well how do I explain this let's talk about that first poop Megan (laughs) (laughs) Senecott was my best friend upon coming home from the hospital. It's a stool softener and I used it religiously and uh, 
Yeah, because that's yeah. it can be painful. You're all backed up and everything. Because I, I don't know why. Is it just because you you're the epidural? Is it because of just it your be, whole everything's changed? exactly? I just think it's so much going on. And again, some, one of the things that I didn't know, like oh, it never crossed my mind that I'd have fear of fucking pooping. Mm. So that was huge. Um, and they they do say that it takes it could take anywhere between two or three days for you to get your first fucking poop after the baby. So no, I didn't know that. that. Yeah. And then not only that, I actually remember I I was, you said fear of, of pooping. And the reason being is because you, well, at least I did, I tore down on my badge. Yeah. So we both had vaginal births. Yeah. And I tore as well. Yeah. So (laughs) that's why, and, and it's, I'm like, Oh my God, no, I don't want to poop. And then my nurse was like, but no, you have to. (laughs) And I'm like, but no, I don't. And then that's when I got this and it helped. And then it didn't hurt as much as I thought it was going to, but still it's, it is definitely a oh, it's, fearful thing. It's one, it was definitely at my top. That's why I threw it first straight up poop. <laughs> like be afraid to kind of poop um, for some people. Like I remember during like the first few weeks uh, I was home. I don't know. I guess I had a moment where I was alone and the poor baby was crying and I was like, it took me forever just to get like one poop out. And I let him cry because <laughs> I was like on a mission. Like I was sitting there for at least 10, 15 minutes. I'm like, I got to get this out. So shit is real, literally. <laughs> um, and then what else? So I had that. Um, I didn't experience swelling pregnancy, but definitely um, after like all the fluids started, I guess, just coming out and me yeah. trying to, you know, get rid of it, whatever all that extra fluid and stuff. So my ankles were super huge to the point where one of them didn't go away. And I legit thought that I had broken something or. I remember you telling me about that actually. Yeah. So um, that was like also on my list. And then I would say worse above all of them was I started developing mastitis, Mm. which uh, for some of you guys that don't know um, when it comes to breastfeeding, if you guys have like blocked duck, or milk that's trying to come out and won't it can yeah super painful it develops into like an infection so I knew that I had that when first of all my your I mean everyone your boobs just grow like you come home and you're like (laughs) like a huge guy (laughs) yes like they're extra (laughs) veiny like they're fucking just jugs and so (laughs) mine were really hard and I remember texting a few of my friends uh and Megan too like hey when you breastfed Adrian like were they fucking rocks? And she's like, I mean, yeah, but you just have to express and stuff like that. And so I'm just like, man, I got to suck it up. Like, <laughs> like I got this, come on, you know, but it got to the point where, um, and this is literally like first or two nights after I started getting like really bad chills. Oh, and yeah. it was like, my, I felt like my house was That's on, not like, normal. Yeah. Like I felt like my house was like in an igloo and I was like, is anyone else in here cold? And they're like, no, nah, man, like you're crazy. <laughs> and so, um, that night I had like this worse, like I woke up screaming cause I felt like I was legit just naked and freezing. <laughs> so um, Justin's like, you need to figure out all this shit and, and just book yourself an appointment to your doctor and just go. And so, um, I was like, thank God he said that. Yeah, because I called and I was like, and and I didn't even want to tell them like, because I'm very like, man, I can't be a little bitch, you know, like I just, Mm -hmm. I got to figure this out. So I called and I didn't even say any of my, all my issues that I was going through. I'm just like, hey, I think my ankles might be like broken. And they were kind of worried because um, (laughs) if certain, like, I guess, because only one of my ankles was that big, they were actually concerned that it might have had to do something with the epidural. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes 
Yeah, because sometimes um, huh. if it like something along the lines of something going wrong, uh, that could be an effect of like huh. they were just they, they just wanted to make sure it wasn't like a nerve or something or yeah. I, I don't know. So I, my like, first thought went to like I don't know if this even is right, but um, blood clots. I didn't. Yeah, know. some it could be like all above. So they were huh. just worried that like. Yeah, I wasn't, re- yeah, getting blood flow or something because I not, it was just extremely painful as well. So I was like, I want you get to look at it. And she's like, yeah, just come in. So I didn't even tell her anything about my boobs or anything. So I remember just walking in. and So like, you just went to that appointment and just for your ankle and you didn't talk about the boobs at all? <laughs> yeah. Dude. And, oh, also, when I was in the hospital, I, I didn't get, I wasn't sent home with any painkillers. It was like, all right, if you have yeah. any, you know, pain, just a good old, I think it's Moltrin they recommend. Yeah. Good old Moltrin, yeah, something for like the breastfeeding, like you know the baby, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm like, okay, and then um, I go and I just remember seeing the nurse, and they were extremely awesome, and I always loved my visits seeing them. So um, when I saw her, literally, I just fucking cried. <laughs> She's like, she just took me with open arms, like, come, come, honey. <laughs> And I'm just like, oh, I hate feeling like this. Like, I'm not like this. And she's like, girl, I know. And she's like, but it it happens. It's real. So same yep. thing. Went in to see my doctor whenever she came in the room. And she's like, oh, boy, he did some damage, didn't he? <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, you know, just crying. And so she um, takes care of all my issues. So if you're ever experiencing, like, just confusion on, like, what is normal and what's not, have a list and just talk to your doctor. So I just kind of went through one by one. And she's like. I'm going to examine your breast. And she's like, oh, yeah. Don't touch them. They hurt. Oh, yeah. She's like, we have some, like, um, clots. And she's like, yeah, you're developing mastitis. It's it's, it's infected. Oh, God. So she sent me home with some antibiotics. Even when I get a blocked duct, though, it's just super painful. So I can't even imagine what mastitis feels like. And I hope I don't ever experience that. Yeah, it's fucking gnarly. Like, it's it's bad so um she sent me home with some antibiotics uh got those filled got some painkillers blessed she's like you need some of this too uh (laughs) sent me home with some i guess extra yeah extra version of like stool softeners Mm. um but i mean that was my first fucking week so i'm like i'm not ready for this what the fuck (laughs) dude postpartum's not it's it's not a fun easy ride yeah yeah you have this beautiful awesome newborn that shits cries sleeps sometimes you know (laughs) it's a lot but um like I said in the beginning I mean no one ever really sits down and talks with you about this stuff and even like for me um I for both pregnancies, I suffered from hair loss at about what, four months, five months. And then it slowly starts growing back. And I think you had said you, you had the same thing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was just for me, I lost it like right around the frame of my face and, um, my neck down at the bottom. Um, and then just losing so much hair, I would come out of the shower with clumps of hair and I'd throw it in the trash and Chris would be like, what the fuck are you, what are you all right? And I'm like, yep postpartum yeah so i remember the baby um getting tummy time and you know they're on the ground a little mat and we'd get down on you know their level to play with them and there was just shit ton of hair like on the ground and justin's like what the fuck is all this but yeah let's talk about how cute it grows back (laughs) oh god mine's super dark now i'm originally like what dirty dark dirty blonde now it's like almost black (laughs) and then it's curly Yes, yeah, and it's like these fucking weird little nubs. Like, yes. it looks like baby hair gone 
wild and uh, disturbing. Not that cute little baby hair that can gel and uh, you know, little edges. No, it's like, what is wrong with your hair? Did you just cut off chunks of it at the front? Yeah. <laughs> or if you if you try to look all cute and straighten your hair, it sticks straight up. Oh, so you use your worst. husband's pace. Yes, I've literally yeah. had to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Um, what about that? Those mesh underwear they send you home with? Oh, okay. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was, how did I forget the most fucking uh, beyond? Well, I think because the mastitis uh, give me a curveball. Yeah. But seriously, the we both had uh, vaginal births. So, yeah, we tore. And your vagina is nonstop bleeding. Mm. Yep. So you and your newborn are in diapers. <laughs> and and don't forget the pads that they give you too or that you go and buy like it's probably 10 to 12 inches long no joke and uh (laughs) it starts from your belly button goes all the way up probably past your crack crack. yeah past your butt and then uh it has the wings on like and not just in the middle it has the wings on the front the back and the middle and then um it's probably a good solid maybe 10 inches thick uh, and then you're only able to wear it for one hour because you just go right through that. Yeah. They're not big enough. So <laughs> yeah. Shit, and then as, you're, <laughs> as you're in recovery, it's not even just that though, not just the pads. So as you're in recovery mode, what the first week I think is what I used it for. Um, your best friends will be, like I said, the pads, the mesh underwear, and then your, uh, witch hazel pads. So three of those, they're a little circular pads It's for, um, relieving, uh, just pain I guess and so you I like put three on there at a time yeah I remember telling you um it's like fucking making a a six foot subway sandwich you like put the salami which (laughs) which is the witch witch hazel pads yeah and put some spray on there yeah the dermoplast that I'm I'm telling you those things are your best friends after you are it's so yeah. I was a big fan of the uh sits bath which mm. right after mm-hmm. um right after delivery no one had told me about it I mean I, I think I've heard about it but you have so much going on that you're like what you know so you think that yeah. everything is happening and we you know it's it's being done in the right order but I guess they somewhere forgot to give me one so I'm like hey you know like I'm I'm super scared to pee I'm super scared to poop and they're like have you done your sits bath today and I'm like what is that? What is that? You know, like give it, it to me. Whatever the fuck it is. And so it's basically like this big old tray that you yeah. um, put on top of the toilet, and it kind of just sits flush—not flush, but sits, you know, there. And you put warm water on there, and you just literally dunk your ass and your asshole and your <laughs> vagina, and you just sit there and soak Everything. while it kind of like yeah. softens up the stitches and all that so man dude like I would do that that was my thing like I would just sit (laughs) yeah I actually didn't do that for um Adrian I was only told to sit when I got home in my bathtub with warm water and soak um but I did do that with with Briggs so it was a game changer for sure yeah some nice warm water on that oh on all that Mm -hmm. shit and that yep destruction <laughs> yep and then um motrin i popped motrin like it was candy um, oh yeah definitely amazing <laughs> to have that um well epidurals i had both of them for for both mm-hmm. um and i can still feel it in my back it's super sore every now and then and especially if i do a certain exercise like hip thrusters um with the barbell going across my mm-hmm. my lap my hips um i can feel it sometimes 
Yes. And, or if I am holding one of the boys for an extended period of time and I put them down and I'm like, oh my God, it's just tight. It's a, it's a certain feeling. Yeah. That's the best way that I would describe it. So I've heard <laughs> friends tell me, um, like, especially some that have had C-sections where they've done epidural and they're like, I never feel mine, which is awesome. Yeah. Right. But yeah. for me, same. I, at first I didn't feel it again. I went through hell and back <laughs> with all the stuff yeah. going on. So I'm like, everything's broken. Who cares? But um, once I did feel better from a lot of things, you know, started healing down there and, you know, feeling better overall, when I did start working out, I also noticed that super tightness. And that's the best way I describe it is it just feels like so tight, like you need to loosen it, you need to just put pressure. And so that's when I um, hit up my chiropractor, our chiropractor. And uh, we did work and it definitely helped out. So yes, that thing is real. The I, I even hear where, like, some epidurals are sensitive to, like, weather, like, if it's, you know, raining or something, like, people's epidurals. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, like, the I don't know what it is, inflammation or what, but, mm-hmm. yeah, it's very common to experience that. Yeah, not fun. I don't like Definitely. it. Definitely. Um, another thing that is very real or was very real for me was almost feeling, like, just and again I think it's just your hormones wow trying to balance themselves out um kind of losing that sense of almost your identity and you're feeling alone especially for me the late night breastfeeding sessions um always thinking am I ever going to get out of this feeling will I ever return back to my normal self or my normal life which what is normal number one number two you're not gonna go back to anything pre-kids obviously because having kids changes everything but I just felt so alone um like I said especially when I was breastfeeding in the middle of the night 3 a.m you know no one else is up with me and then it's funny because I would take my phone in sometimes because I just you know my kids just hanging out breastfeeding for however long I want to try to stay up I don't want to pass out in this chair um and I noticed, oh, okay, all these other moms from these mommy forums that I'm on, um, part of online, they're on, they're talking. I'm like, okay, cool. So having that sense of community with other moms was really reassuring and knowing that I wasn't really alone. So again, these things are just not talked about. And, um, and yes, there is light at the end of the tunnel. I'm finally feeling, you know, better. And I'm now with Briggs nine months postpartum. So I definitely am feeling better. But I know for the first three, three to six months for both boys were just the worst for me. And I just felt very, I was very affected by postpartum blues, I guess, yes. maybe depression, if you want to call it that. Yeah. And- and I think we're so, yeah, we're so afraid to like put those titles on. Cause again, I didn't, yeah. I think of myself as a fairly optimistic person and I was like, ah, I'm not going to experience any of that. But like you said, we're going through so much of an emotional mm-hmm. change. Uh, hormones are everywhere. Yeah. Um, I do think that that's like a part of postpartum anxiety, postpartum depression. Um, and not only that, add the fact that you guys, you're going to experience lack of sleep. Oh God. So severe. Yeah. So not only are we, you know, dealing with our own selves, taking care of our own selves, you're, you know, have the baby that, you know, you're trying to stay, you know, keep alive and make sure everything is well doing your best, but you'll get points where like you literally have trouble focusing. And so I did, yeah, yeah, I did the same thing. Like I had to write shit down all the time. I had to, um, whatever you do to, you know, if if breastfeeding is your, you know, something like you're on, sorry, I'm getting like, jumbled up if it's on your list to like really try out and and endure and go through it's it's definitely a journey 
it's it's mm. different for everyone um try your best to stick with it for my someone told me um a fellow mom had told me before I had Adrian try your best if you're planning on doing it try your best to stay with it for at least three months and then after that that's like the sticking point and then after that you're you're golden I agree I yeah. totally agree um but yeah so with breastfeeding that's a whole different ball game as well yeah um again for me I experienced I guess engorgement so I constantly that meant that I constantly had to be like releasing my milk mm-hmm. and I could not for the world like just hand express like it just wasn't my thing I I couldn't get the hang of it I didn't like to do it um so the best way for me to do that was um in the shower I I kind of would release um and then I also invested in this thing called the haka or the haka I don't know if I'm saying that right Mm -hmm. and for me it was awesome because usually when you're engorged you can just put that sucker on there and then like it literally just drains Drains out yes the clogged ducts and everything like that but I experienced um these little things where they look I mean they're I think they're called clogged ducts but they look like pimples almost like whiteheads on your nipples so it's super painful that's Um, what it is that's exactly what it is and to release that at least that's my experience yeah Um, and like like Megan said you feel kind of like does this ever get better you're completely overwhelmed um but all you're not alone guys and so Mm. for us like Megan said a community I'd reach out, um, you know, just and, talk and- to someone. Even even when I went to my one of my checkups with my doctor, she asked me. She was she was really cool about it. My the second OB um, for Briggs, I walked in there and she was just like, "Are you you good?" And I'm like, "Yep, yep, I'm good." And then I was like, "No, I'm not." And I just broke down and cried. And so it was nice to have her to to talk to and bounce yeah. off of and stuff. Um, Megan, did you ever have a situation? I mean, I'm I'm sure you did, but what's one that kind of sticks in your mind where you just completely broke down? Well, going back to sleep deprivation. So with Adrian, it was not, I mean, yes, it was horrible. But with Briggs, I just, I thought I was going insane. I cannot express that enough. Um, It was probably six months. And... That's when I reached out to my sleep consultant friend, Shannon, who we're actually going to have on here one time. Um, And I was like, dude, you need to help me. I am at my breaking point. I am, my moods were so off the chart. I was constantly just like freaking out about the littlest things. I wasn't sleeping. I was sleeping. And when I was sleeping, I was sleeping in his chair, in his rocking chair. He wouldn't let me ever put him down without just wailing, crying. And uh, I was probably averaging anywhere from 30 minutes to three hours uh, sleep a, a night for two solid months. And I was like, if I continue at this rate, I am I don't know what I'm going to do. Someone's going to die. <laughs> yeah. And you I'll feel be, like that. I never, I, and I want to definitely make it a point to say that I would never ever harm myself or my yes, children of course. or my husband. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but I definitely, the feelings are, that yeah, I, the thoughts are real guys. Wrong. So. Yeah. And so I was like, I can't do this. And then thank God for Shannon. And she helped me. And within a week, these boys were back to sleeping really well. Hey. Um, granted, you know, Briggs still is waking up probably anywhere from two to three times a night. But at least when I, when I'm with him, it's for like 10, 15 minutes, that's it. And I can put him back down and he doesn't cry and he just goes back to sleep and it's amazing. So 
yeah, I think that was the worst for me. What about you besides the <laughs> So um as far as like the parenting and like the newborn, uh, I think I was um two months uh postpartum with Enzo and I remember hanging out with my cousin and just, you know, trying to distract yourself, being with a group of friends you love and family. And so I, my cousin came to visit and well actually I had went I had gone to visit her. And so I'm away. I'm a good, uh, let's say, 35 minutes without traffic. So add traffic to that, um, you know, with my newborn, just kind of exploring. And I remember um, saying, OK, we, we can leave. And since I have the car seat, we'll just take my car and, you know, this and that. So when we go to get ready to leave, I can't find my keys like mm. at fucking all. Like I, I was just like, what? You know, going crazy. And I'm like, man, I think I lost it in my truck and like spent hours finding it literally could not remember for the life of me where it was and luckily she lives close to like a target so hey target so we're like you know what let's it'd be nice to just kind of walk over there and whatnot we go enjoy whatever literally didn't realize that I lost my wallet there with my card and my money everything but I I didn't realize that till the next day so um Later on, I'm still like freaking out. We get home and I'm like, I really don't know where my truck keys are. I'm going to have to get Justin to bring me the spare. And I go to like uh, change the baby and I pull out the um, the side pocket with the mat. And sure enough, my keys were stuffed in there. Oh. And so I'm like, this is great. So my keys were here all along. And then uh, I go, I decided to go home around traffic hour in Houston. So I had the baby crying his head off the whole oh, way there. That's and the worst. Yeah. And I just remember feeling like, what the heck? Like, was it necessary to go and do all this stuff? And, you know, it just, it, instead of me feeling like relief, I'm like, man, you did I really have to do all this today? You know, and I just started feeling anxiety, overwhelmness, all these things. And then I get home at night and realize like I don't have my wallet or anything. And at this point, I'm just like, what the fuck? So I call the Target and by some miracle, they had it there. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm done with today. I'm not even going to worry about it. I'm going to go tomorrow and get it. But um, stuff like that happens a lot in, in in the beginning stage where you just kind of feel like, where the fuck is my brain? And, mm, yeah. and so I have moments constantly like that. But um, yeah. postpartum for you. <laughs> yeah. There, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, there you go. And I, I wonder too, like, obviously, yes, it affects us the most, but I wonder how it is with, from our husband's perspective. And that's why I cannot wait to get Justin and Christo on here and even other dads that we've yes. been with. Um, so super excited to have them share their thoughts on that too, because I'm sure that they have some <laughs> perspective that we oh, don't I know, you know, that's so true. So, I mean, there has to be some kind of, um, they say that when you have a baby during like the pregnancy and the postpartum phase, I don't know how true this is, but you're a lot in sync to where it's almost like similar with twins and the way they think it kind of mm-hmm. works that way with you and your spouse. Like, yeah, you guys are feeling the same energy and the well, same you off of each other, you know, of course. that's the closest person to you. So I, I believe that. Absolutely. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty neat. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. I will say it was pretty in sync like that with Justin. Um, I didn't get pretty nauseous at all my first um, with with Enzo, my first with Enzo, and I'm not pregnant. <laughs> and, no, um, no, I, maybe one day, yeah, yeah, maybe one day, no yeah. Pressure, but um, right, and so I remember he would be like, "Man, I feel kind of nauseous," and it'd be like the times that I was nauseous, That's and fun. so yeah, it was kind of in sync. But um, I would love like sympathy their- or whatever it's called. Yeah, sympathy. Yeah. yeah. 
but I would love to have the guys on. Same. Um, I do want to, I do want to um, say one more thing yeah, go ahead. before we wrap things up. So, um, and I know this right now isn't something that you can um, connect to or connect with or relate to, but uh, maybe if you have another child one day. Um, so with having Adrian be here and, you know, at 18 months old, he doesn't really understand the concept that he has a baby brother coming, but we told him from the get go and like would always refer to mommy's belly growing and all this stuff. So we would sort of prepare him. And then once baby was here, like I told you on, I think it was our last episode, that was the first time I had been away from Adrian for the first time in his 18 months. And I was gone for three days. And when I came back, I had this other baby and he was like, who is this? What is this? Wait, it's not just me anymore. And so for me, um, that was really difficult because I went from just giving him all my attention and love and care to now having to split it and to even maybe be a little bit more attentive to baby because, you know, he's definitely way more dependent at this point than Adrian. And it was so hard, so hard. Yes. I would cry. I would cry because I would feel bad for Adrian. I would cry because I would feel bad for Briggs and making sure that I was a good enough mother for him too. And then um, not only that, but I noticed a huge change. Adrian was always like, mommy, 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 mommy. And then all of a sudden, everything was all about daddy. And holy shit, that like really killed me. And every so often, I would try my best to not, you know, focus on that and just be like, okay, whatever, it's just a phase you know, it's going to change and eventually he'll come back to like mommy and then go back and forth, whatever. But I was just like, Oh my God. And like, I would say things every so often to Christo about it. And he's like, you know, just take time to spend with Adrian one-on-one. And so I would do that and it would help. But in the end, it's like for the first six months, at least I would say he was just daddy, daddy, daddy. And I was like, Oh my God, no. <laughs> I'm so glad that you mentioned that. Cause yes, definitely. I, we want more kids. So, um, it's so great to know that transition. I know we have a few listeners out there uh, that actually um, messaged me about that. They're like, I want to know Megan's perspective of the second child. Cause I'm cool. also yeah. looking into having, um, you know, a second kid and like, how was that? So that's man, Megan, I mean, yeah. And also, you also, though, think when you are pregnant with your second, it's like, whoa, am I going to love this kid? Number one, am I going to love this kid? uh, as much as my other kid, number two, or, you know, what's going to happen. And then you do. And my mom, she has two. So it's me and my sister. And she's always like, you're going to love them. It's going to be a different kind of love for each kid, but you're going to love them just the same equally. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And then it's, it's true though. Like exactly what she said, as soon as I had that baby and now I look at Adrian and Briggs and I'm like, Oh my God, I love you guys so much. And it's just, it is a different love because they're two different human beings you know and it's just two different personalities but oh god they are my world they are everything so your boys are precious yeah thank you thank you I'm glad (laughs) you also mentioned that because another thought popped into my head um I don't know if you felt like this maybe it's just me again might be someone out there listening but when I first had my newborn it's for me of course you feel so like you love this kid and you're overwhelmed you know but you also feel the sense of like you're kind of living with a stranger until yeah. you get to know them. I mean, yeah. I don't know if that was just me because I was like, okay, this baby that has no personality. Yeah, mm-hmm. he has no yeah. personality, doesn't have, you just don't know who they are. So that was something that I also felt. 
Um, but I would also feel awkward saying that out loud. Like, no, it's true though. You I know? mean, you got to learn this whole little human being who cannot express any emotions at all, except for, you know, crying because you, then you have to figure it out. Well, why are you crying? Is this hungry oh, cries? Man. Is you guys, cry? literally that, yes, literally that why are you crying phase doesn't go away for quite a while. Um, I've had a few friends as well who have had, um, reflux babies which i can't imagine i i got i lucked out with enzo he didn't have any uh problem but my sister-in-law she's experienced that with my nephew um and it's bad your baby's constantly fussy crying um so yeah it's a lot guys um but thanks for sharing that about the second kid megan so yeah absolutely i and i feel like there's so many um so many other topics within postpartum that we can talk about so I think we should absolutely have another discussion later on down the road about this but um, these at least for me were all like the biggest things that uh, stood out as far as postpartum and I don't want to harp on it and make it sound like postpartum is bad because there's also a lot of good things you know like yeah yeah, okay you gain weight your body fat goes up you have stretch marks you have loose skin but you know what at the end of the day, you have these two, in my yeah. case, two wonderful little human beings that you're just yeah. like, holy shit, I'm a mom. For Dude, sure. Like, these two boys. What you feel, Yeah, you feel incredibly blessed to uh, experience that. Yeah, because yeah. obviously we, we know and recognize the fact that some women, you know, won't be able to experience this. So it's nothing that we don't take, you know. For granted. Yeah. Exactly, for granted. Um, yeah. Oh, another thing, too, just popped in my head was... Mm-hmm. Um, Because I know you were talking about image and the belly and all that. Um, That phase when you get home and your belly's just, I didn't think that I was going to shrink. I I didn't. (laughs) But like, I didn't know how like you literally do look pregnant. Yeah. For quite some time. Is is what I don't I can't remember. It's enlarged like six times I want to say the normal size or something. I don't know. Maybe it's something more or less, but yeah. Yeah. But, but, but. Also, you don't get pregnant overnight. Like you don't go exactly. from zero to nine months overnight. It takes a while. Same thing yeah. for postpartum, you know? So it's definitely normal for you to feel, you know, not as attractive, yeah. <laughs> especially because yourselves. Yeah. So it's, no? it's definitely a phase where you have to be humble and just mm-hmm. be kind to yourself. Um, yeah. You're healing. We got, we forget that it's a healing process. Yeah. And I think that that needs to be emphasized more because we put this pressure on us to like be the most freaking perfect mothers, wives and have the most amazing snapback body. Like, right. Well, I think, no, <laughs> I really think that's the largely in part due in part to uh, social media. I Huge. really do. And you see everyone's highlight, you know, that's also why I wanted to do this quote unquote real podcast is because I want people to know that everything you see on social media is not really, yeah, it is, you know, it's, it's all rainbows and butterflies out there, but exactly when you peel back the layers, when you really get to know that person or something, it's not so, yeah, I've had my fair share of that. I'm like, what? Like you're so different on social media. So yeah. Um, what else, um, as far as imaging goes that I'm thinking of now was, um, your skin. I don't know about you, but 
my skin completely changed as well. You no longer oh, yeah. have that like dewy, glowy, because a lot of the pregnancy glow comes from the extra blood, right? That mm-hmm. you're pumping and producing. And then obviously, if you drink more water throughout your pregnancy, you know, you look even more glowy, which yeah. by the way, if you're pregnant, drink water. Yeah. Um, but for me, I also had like just dry skin, started getting my again. Yeah. And then I didn't know this thing, um, the pregnancy mask. I think it's called something with an M, but now I just kind of have like these looking freckle looking things yeah Um, but yeah you just you change so much and you have to embrace it as you know best you can stay positive throughout this time find a support system that's huge make time for you exactly like we talked about in last episode yeah um and then also go ahead ahead. (laughs) jinx oh my god also also, you'll Um, get coke well you uh you gotta say help you gotta say yes to help and I had a hard time with that, my firstborn. You did, Megan. Yeah. I was yeah. like, Megan, I'm fine. I'll watch your kid. Yeah. I love Adrian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, also, too, is during that new phase, yes, we want, you know, family over and showing them that, you know, we want them to visit the baby. But also, for some people, it's it's like for you it's it's overwhelming so oh, also you know limit your visits mm-hmm. like be not only that but I don't want my child to get sick either true <laughs> true <laughs> but say no like everyone's gonna be like how's the baby I have something for the baby I want to see the baby this and that and they're all about it and you feel like this kind of like pressure to be like sure come around you know but say no say nope. hey today's not a good day yep next week won't be a good day <laughs> next month try try again in a couple three months exactly (laughs) and that's totally fine because it it, it'd be like that (laughs) yep uh what else um and then like megan said say yes to help when it's offered uh and sleep guys sleep well when you when When you can can. yes when you can i mean i was taking snoozes all day long yeah when the baby was down i had a hard time because again, it was like, oh, the laundry, oh, the dishes, oh, the this, oh, the that. I have a hard time yeah. stopping and stopping. and being like, yeah, letting go and letting mm-hmm. it be a mess. But yeah. yeah. Well, that's oh, what I felt got really for good today. to talk about that. Yeah, yeah seriously. And I'd love to hear from all you guys out there. What you know? Are there things that you agree with us on? Disagree? Can you add to it? Uh, yes. We'd love to hear that. So. Oh, Megan, I do have one question yeah. for you. Mm. Um, one of our listeners asked about your birth story why did you change ob uh ob gins oh just because i uh was i moved i was like a good hour away from my original and i was like yeah now that i have one child at home and who knows how this birth is gonna go um i'd like to be somewhere closer so i just found a an ob who was closer Awesome. They were just curious. So we love questions, guys. We'll answer them. We love feedback. Let us know. Uh, Thank you guys so much for your support. You guys are awesome. Yes. Yes. You guys rule. Seriously, mother forkers. I almost said the word. (laughs) (laughs) Who cares? Do it. Just kidding. All right. Until next time, don't forget to subscribe, rate, like, rate. Yeah. Yeah. Share. Share the shit out of it. Yeah. All right, guys. Have a great day. Okay. Until next time. Bye.